With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The NBA playoffs mean next level b-ball get in on the first round action with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba this week new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get 150 dollars in free bets instantly you win no matter what all DraftKings sportsbook customers that's right all of them can also bet during the first round with same game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game for bigger payouts the more legs you add the more money you can win plus place a same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to 25 dollars back if one leg doesn't hit so download the DraftKings sportsbook app now Use code DNVR, that is D-N-V-R, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That is promo code DNVR, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restriction supply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Will, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, excited for the Broncos football draft coming up. We're going to be live, Will and I, on the main channel. That's good sports during the draft. May have a special guest. Maybe. May. Not sure. Not confirmed yet. But let me tell you, huge. It is big. Melvin Gordon coming back to the Broncos. Going to talk about that. Uh, Peyton Manning doing some nice work in the community again. And then Will and I are going to do a mock draft of the things we love about the draft. So a draft of the things we love in the draft, right? Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. I wouldn't even call it a mock draft. I would just call it a draft. A draft of the things we love in the draft today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Since there's not a lot left to discuss before (laughs) we get into the actual draft. Where maybe the Broncos uh, trade higher up into the second round, or maybe they get into the first. New owner coming this year prior to the season, so we'll jump into all of that. Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You just use code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings to do your NBA playoff betting, and you can do some draft day betting. Lots of fun props in there. And of course, my coffee company, company benchwarmerbrew.com. Right now, you can get not a deal at all. It's the same price as always at benchwarmerbrew.com. Unless you sign up for the subscription service, then you get like 20% off, 25% off. You can have coffee come once a month, once every two weeks, really, however often you want it. But please, my beans are delicious. Uh, All right, Will. Let's start with the relevant news. 
something I didn't think would happen until after the draft, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. But Denver inks running back Melvin Gordon to a new 10-year, one-year deal uh, worth up to $5 million. My instant reaction was, yes, love it. Yeah, I think I'm I'm right there with you because, I mean, you said it's up to $5 million with incentives, but yeah. right now the, the guarantees are $2.5 million, which is very reasonable, probably an underpay. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the market was like for him. We know that he visited with the Ravens, and the Ravens, they have a couple of running backs coming back, including uh, J.K. Dobbins and I think Gus Edwards. So they've got a pretty loaded backfield. I think he saw um, the opportunity to – I don't know if he's going to split carries again. Uh, he's obviously way too good to keep off the field, especially in the red zone. Yeah. Um, but I do expect Javante Williams to get more carries this year. I think they were both at about 200 carries apiece last year for 900 yards each. But – Melvin Gordon was uh, the impact back in the red zone, had 10 touchdowns. He also did have three fumbles. Uh, Not a ton of fumbles over the last two years. He's got five to his name in Denver. But they all seem to come at especially bad times. Um, That kind of swung. I don't think they were coming back in that Eagles game, but that was the nail in the coffin. And then the (laughs) – I don't think the Chiefs – fumble in week 18 was really his fault but um, 100% well I mean I would say 90% was not his fault like yeah that's a blown play where he got hit as soon as the ball basically was handed to him <laughs> yeah see he, he kind of gets a um he has a reputation for this stuff which is like kind of half deserved but I, I think the positive has always far outweighed the negative um for me with Melvin Gordon and yeah, I'm really happy to have him back on a cheap deal. And I don't think it precludes them from taking a running back very late in the draft. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. They don't have to address the running to. back position. Um, his 10 touchdowns were, like you said, the most on the team. I think nine were rushing, one receiving touchdown. Uh Maybe Javante had the second most or Tim Patrick. That's a lot of touchdowns. And yeah, for a in bad the red offense. zone, if all of a sudden you're worried about Melvin Gordon, Russell Wilson being able to throw it or, you know, extend a play, run it, like that's a very dangerous red zone offense. And I think it's you take a chance when you're trying to maybe shift that to Javante Williams or a rookie. Uh, more than that, the the real issue too with like Melvin Gordon's fumbles, like if you go to last year, he had three, but he lost. The, the Broncos lost all three of those fumbles. Um, so there are other guys, other backs who have who fumbled three times last year, but didn't lose. Uh, yeah, you know they lost maybe two, lost one, so it doesn't seem like as big of a deal. Um, Jonathan Taylor fumbled it four times. Uh, I don't. This is the wrong one. Austin Eckler had yeah. lost three fumbles. So, you know, it, it's so much the timing of Melvin Gordon's. Was it the end of the Washington game 
on back-to-back plays where Javante fumbled yeah. and Melvin fumbled away the so. ball? Yeah. That was – I think I blocked that out of my memory, yeah. but that was an incredible um, instance of trying so hard to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah. <laughs> but they did win that game, which is a testament – I think to the 2020 Washington commanders. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. So I like it. I think Gordon, we saw him many times. Just he's a good running back. And yeah. he, he, he does like Javante is really good at breaking tackles. And I feel like Melvin Gordon, just more experienced, a little bit better vision, a little bit better more of a threat in the passing game. Although we saw when they really leaned on Javante, he had a great game. So can't go wrong. E- either of those guys could be injured this season. Like you don't know. It's, it's all of that stuff. It is cheap, very cheap. Uh, so happy that Gordon's coming back. Um, especially when the passing game is going to be a threat. We saw that big, like what 70 yard touchdown Gordon had week two uh, or week one. Was it week one or week two? I forget. Week, but week one in New York. I think there'll be bigger plays like that in the running game because the box isn't going to be so stacked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, they were successful in an offense where the quarterback couldn't really, you know, Teddy Bridgewater didn't have the arm strength to get it more than 45 yards down the field. Drew Locke didn't have the accuracy uh, (laughs) to hit balls deep. So the defense didn't really have to respect that. Now you get KJ Hamler back. who's going to stretch the field and force safeties to play deep. You got Russell Wilson's deep ball ability and just his overall arm strength. So the fact that, like you said, the box is going to be a little bit lighter. Um, I love their, I love their opportunity to just churn up some yards this year. And I, I think I feel the same way about Kareem Jackson coming back as I do Melvin Gordon. One, it kind of proves that, you know, they're not, this isn't just like a tune-up year with Russell Wilson. Like they're going to try to win. They're going to yeah. try to win the division. They're going to try to win the conference. They're going to try to win the Super Bowl. And secondly, I like that. You know, Kareem Jackson played really, really hard for three losing teams: 2019, 2020, 2021. So did Melvin Gordon in 2020 and 2021. And now that we get the guy quarterback. Uh, their patience is rewarded with uh, a one-year contract and an opportunity to actually um, actually win some games. Their patience is, nice. is rewarded with undervalued contracts on very team-friendly deals. Sort of. I mean, sort of, yeah. Um, no, I mean, the, Kareem's getting older, so that's a little bit why like the safety market's kind of skewed in the Broncos' favor. And running back market is just fucked permanently, especially for a running back who's been in the league a few years, especially right before the draft. <laughs> yeah. And it is, um, I think it's a testament too to Melvin Gordon's versatility because it's not like the same offense. They're going to a different you know, blocking scheme, essentially. Yeah. So uh, he can do a lot of things. And I, I think I there's just, a good chance he's over a thousand rushing yards this season. Boom. Cold take me if that's not true. Mark it, book it, clip it, love it, list it. Uh, that's pretty bold. Thousand rushing yards for Melvin Gordon. 
I'll say no. I, I just I, I don't think so. But I think a he's thousand gonna be rushing really good. yards. Here's my prediction: a thousand rushing yards for Melvin Gordon, a thousand rushing yards for Javante Williams, fifteen hundred receiving yards for Cortland Sutton, eleven hundred receiving yards for Jerry Judy, eight hundred for KJ, nine hundred for Tim Patrick, seventy-five Broncos touchdowns this year. Offense, ten defensive touchdowns. Do not fuck with this team is what I'm saying. Greatest offense of all time. Heard it here first. Best, most turnovers forced by a defense. Did the did the 2013 Broncos? I don't think they even scored 75 touchdowns. They probably scored like close to 70. I th- I know I know no Sean Moreno. Yeah, no shot. Had... 56 from Manning with the one rushing touchdown. Yeah. Don't forget about that one. And no Sean had 10 touchdowns. I'm Come trying on. to think how many of those were rushing, though. Plus, you had a few Monte ball touchdowns. Yeah. Were they at like maybe like 70 TDs total? Probably 70 TDs. I know Dominique Rogers Cromartie had a touchdown return. Plus, you had a couple Trendon Holiday touchdowns. Yeah, but that doesn't count for the offense, though, right? Or does it? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We'll look it up. Seventy-five is. Uh, seventy-five. Russell Wilson 75. Denver Bronco touchdowns. Brock Os- No, Brock Osweiler didn't have any touchdowns that year. No. Come on. Get one in twenty fourteen. That was the highest scoring offense of all time, right? Sixteen rushing touchdowns. Fifty-five. Passing touchdowns. So 71. 71. Not Russell bad. Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense going to get four more than that. <sighs> Good God, dude. Five players on that team had yeah. 10 or more touchdowns. Yeah. Welker. <laughs> Welker. Moreno, Just- Julius Thomas, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker. All 10 tud- tutties, right? Yeah, even Andre Caldwell had three touchdowns. Bubba, yeah, Bubba. That was yeah. That that's what we're looking at this year. Hell I think yeah. we're trying to break seventy-one touchdowns. Hell yeah! All right. Um, also saw I think it was front office sports that, and this is we've kind of been hearing this, but it's also been a little bit of a gray area. But sounds like a new owner for the Broncos will be confirmed before the start of the twenty twenty-two season. And now a new stadium is really picking up steam. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we've talked about it every other week, I feel like, but it seems like both of those things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, Ownership, I I like that it's going to be resolved sooner rather than later. Stadium, I, I think I hate it. I think I hate it. Um, I think what I really hate is the retractable roof idea. And I know it's kind of where NFL is headed architecturally because you want to host a Super Bowl and you want mm. non-football events. Mm. And uh, we've we've evolved into a league that, that hates weather and conditions now because we are a pass first we are a pass first league soft ass league um but i i hate it 
I hate it. I love the conditions. <clears throat> I've sat in uh, mile high in three degree weather, and that it sucks. It sucks, but it's also incredible. It's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, what if they promise to always keep the games open aired, unless it's like, you know, a legit blizzard where they wouldn't be able to even play the game unless they close the roof. Yeah, but how often does that happen? Not very often. Not very often. Yeah, I don't know. I just like the because there's a difference between opening a roof and having an open air stadium. And you can like you can just see it like when you're watching a game. And yeah. The, like, I, I just love the sunlight too. The natural sunlight like, on a grass field stadium. A little bit of wind. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think part of What's, you know, what made the first mile high so great? And then, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call this stadium, it's been through, I don't know, half a dozen names. Right. Uh, it is. It's like the atmosphere. It's the mile high city. It's outdoors. It's usually pretty good weather, but maybe you get a dumped on with snow in October or November. Like part of those elements are kind of part of like the Broncos history. It, it's, it's, you know, with the Bills, too, getting a new stadium, you think about having to play in Buffalo in December, and that's tough. Or It's a huge uh, advantage. Yeah. For the home team. Usually it is. Uh, but if they put on a – if it was retractable, but they made a commitment to keeping it open all the time unless they get a Super Bowl and for, you know, indoor events, I'm okay with that, but – even the Super Bowl, like you could probably open it and be fine. Like how often? Yeah, only if you it, need it for the Super Bowl. It's how like, often in in February in Denver is it like pretty nice? A lot, especially a lot. as the Earth gets warmer. Yeah. So yeah, it was like eighty nine degrees at the Super Bowl in LA. <laughs> I uh, they needed the roof for a different reason. I would love if they had a Super Bowl in Denver. Um, I might actually go. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be awesome. I think it's uh, a long time coming. They could have had the Super Bowl so many times here already, and it would have been fine. But yeah, um, they had the Super Bowl in New York in terrible weather, and that was obviously a shit show. That was and a bad probably, game for the Browns. Probably the only reason why we lost. Yep, only reason. Besides, besides injuries and the and the Seahawks uh, holding Demarius Thomas every other play, and he still set the record for most catches in a Super Bowl. Yep. So I'm going to blame that on that. Of Demarius Thomas, Peyton Manning, and Ashley Manning have announced a Demarius Thomas scholarship endowment at Georgia Tech. So they are offering scholarships uh, at Georgia Tech. Demarius Thomas's honor through their foundation. Uh, just a pretty cool thing to honor DT's legacy. Um, I don't know if there's a lot to talk about that, but I wanted to mention it before we did our yeah. draft of the draft. I think one of the things that gets lost about Demarius Thomas and Calvin Johnson too, who was there at Georgia Tech right, um, right before DT got there, is that is not a passing offense. <laughs> and they were such freaks that they made it work in yeah. an option offense. Um, and I don't think that's ever going to happen again. So really, really special player. And obviously, yeah, glad they're doing that. 
yeah it's it's pretty cool um that's all the broncos news we really have we've exercised our draft predictions do you think it's more likely will mm-hmm. they package a bunch of picks to get back into the first move up in the second or we see them trade away some of their picks to stock a couple extra picks for 2023. I think Peyton is going to get so antsy waiting for a full two rounds that he's going to move up in the second. Yeah, I feel like that's what's going to happen. They're going to see a position group they really value where they know they can grab a guy they're high on and Friday night, we won't have to wait till the very end of the draft. We'll see them make their pick. Um, we'll probably go live right uh, when they do that. So yeah, that'd be keep an uh, eye out for that. That'd be a lot of fun. I'll be live on DraftKings Sportsbook, probably getting in on that friggin' action. Uh, I mentioned you can do some draft bets uh they've got a lot of player props which is pretty fun but also nba playoffs are happening so you can get in on the action with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba this week new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get 150 dollars in free bets instantly you win no matter what and we got the nugs fighting for their life tonight against the warriors What's that? They're scrappy. Oof. Man, if they were, I just, they were hell. If they had Jamal Murray, poor Nuggets. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place a same game parlay. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. So download DraftKings, link in the description. Uh, Download the app now. Use code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantaneously. That's code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Will. We're going to draft our favorite things about the draft. Na-na-na. Na-na-na. Please don't sue us for Uh, using that music. How are you going to decide who goes first and who goes second? Should we do rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, rock, paper, scissors is fair. We'll each make five picks about our favorite things from the draft. Oh, no, you have to. Ha ha, psych. Ready? One, two, wait. Yeah, on three, we'll start. Okay, all right. One, (laughs) two, three. Ah, rock feet scissors. I can, no, a that's a claw. I don't think claws are allowed. I put paper and then I tried to cheat. So I'll give you the first pick. 
Why would you try to cheat with paper? Because well, you were we were so off time. I was trying yeah. to, you know. It's difficult to do over. Claw beats uh, them all over a street. They don't tell you in school. <laughs> in what situation does paper actually beat rock, though? Um. Ooh, paper, a paper cut on Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I would rather. <laughs> I would rather. Uh, you know, paper cuts hurt, but I would rather get a paper cut than a rock cut or if just a rock bludgeoning. Yeah. But if a paper is covering the rock, nobody can find it. Fair enough. I, I no argument for me. Um, that said, I'll be picking first. Yep. All right. With the first pick in the 2022 That's Good Broncos favorite draft moments of the draft, Will Keys selects. Yeah, this one, uh, I really didn't have to think about it. I, I hustled the draft card up to the commissioner. I'm going with first overall, the chimes. Oh. The pick is in chimes. I didn't. That is one of the most erotic sounds, uh, I think, ever. And yeah, it's iconic. It is. Uh, it's music to my ears, quite literally. Okay, so Will Keys picks the chimes. Make Mark. This is Will. Mm -hmm. um, good, because my number one pick, and I didn't even have to think about this. It is unequivocally. Roger Goodell getting booed. <laughs> I love when it happens when it's strong throughout the first, the entire first round. But when he first comes out and the boos are the strongest, that's my favorite moment of the draft. And to be honest, I kind of hate that he's embraced it. it yeah. It's taken away some of the, the power of the boo. Um, he encourages it. But God, I love seeing it. I think the strongest thing to really mess him up at this point would be to like not boo at all. Just silence. Oh, absolute silence. I think that would throw him off his game quite a bit. That would be, yeah, that would really mess with him. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. Um, it's hard to coordinate that kind of effort, but I would love to see that at some point. Yeah, no, I would too. If the draft comes to Denver, I will campaign to silence Goodell. With silence silence. him. All right. Okay. With the second third. overall, well, third overall pick in the 2022 favorite moments of the draft, Wilkie selects. Yeah. Uh, this one is near and dear to my heart. And this is something that's taken place for a long time. It is uh, quasi tradition. Every now and then, they do the right thing, but I've got the Raiders screwing up. Yeah, <laughs> that was Raiders probably going to be mine. It's so predictable. It's so much fun. Darius Hayward Bay was a great one. Uh, most recently, Cleveland Farrell was just totally inexplicable. Was that got, third or fourth overall? I think he was fourth overall. Fourth. And he was – slotted like in the 20s the mid 20s yeah. the yeah, highest nope, we're taking him fourth uh and then the best the king of 
all the Raiders fuck ups is of course Jamarcus Russell, which is the first year I watched the draft. So actually, the first pick I ever saw was Jamarcus Russell. Oh wow! Yeah, when they could have had Calvin Johnson or Adrian Peterson, Patrick Willis, Darrell Revis. The list goes on and on. Joe Thomas. Nope, Jamarcus. That's a solid second pick there, Will. Thank you. Um, yeah, the Raiders screwing it up. Love it. I hope Josh McDaniels carries on the tradition there. He's got some experience already. Yeah. So I will use my second pick for the first reach slash curveball as curveball first reach in the draft now you could say this is part of the raiders mo right but it's like the first i don't know 10 or 15 picks it's you expect it you expect it you expect it you expect it and then suddenly a team and maybe sometimes it happens late like the seahawks are pretty good at being at the end of the first round and taking <laughs> a third round guy as well. Rashad Penny. Yeah. Yeah. I just like when all of the kind of uh, uh, analysts and then announcers are just like, I didn't see this one coming. Now this mm-hmm. is a solid player, but most teams believed you could get this guy in the third or fourth round. I, I had him yeah. mocked in the fourth round personally. Yeah. Interesting. And I think this is a good draft where that will definitely happen probably a couple times in the first round. Yeah. where it's second round guys, but somebody teams are really high on and they just go after them. So honestly, the Jags could do it. The Jaguars could do it because now Trayvon Walker is the odds the on favorite, favorite to go number one overall. And yeah. a month ago, that was, it would be a, a reach by them. So I like, I like that. And I like it for the player. Like imagine thinking you're not going to like the third round. And you know this one yeah. team might take you high, and then they do, and you're like, fuck, yeah, I just became a first-round draft pick. That's like a it, lot more money you just made. It is, yeah, significantly more money. Um, I'm thinking like Peyton Turner last year with the Saints, who I admit I just had never heard of. I just had not heard yeah. of Yeah, that. that was a big one. Yeah, so that kind of that leads me to my third pick. Six overall, uh, which is maybe fifth overall. Who's keeping track? It's fifth uh, overall. My pick is when an analyst doesn't have a scouting report for a player. <laughs> yeah. Like when they get to the later part of the draft and they're like, I got nothing. I don't know who this is. I've not watched this tape. Uh, I've barely heard his name. Usually it happens in the sixth round you'll get it for the first time. Yeah. Um, But it, it's like the ultimate sign that teams are just like throwing darts. And this is, it just kind of goes to show like what a joke it can be in the later rounds. Uh, But it's always fun. It's always fun when guys who've studied like 500 players are just totally baffled. It's, I mean, Rich Eisen in the NFL network does this now where they've turned it into a bit where it's what stump try and stump the van. So it's, uh, it's yeah. not whether they have like the scouting report, but it's just whether their, their information department yeah. has any info Clips. like on that player. And it's very rare where they, 
where like they don't have something there. Um, so that's a little different than, you know, having the scouting report, but that's when the draft is, you know, it's, they're on hour <laughs> yeah. 20 of live TV and just like, you know, we got this guy coming out of this weird college. Like, do we even Valdosta. know about this college is also a, Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a, a good underrated one. Just learning about different colleges that exist. Yeah. Like we've got a, uh, <laughs> we've got a guard from Oberlin College. I don't think Oberlin has a football team. In fact, <laughs> I think it's pretty unlikely. Also, I knew what Oberlin was, but you get the point. Yeah. Um, you know, Wisconsin Whitewater, Quinn Miners. First time I've heard of that school. Oh, yeah. All right. So my third pick, um, man. I'm going to go – I mean, this is just – this is hard to argue. It's uh-huh. when your team is finally on the clock to pick. Yeah. So this year it's going to feel really nice, especially <laughs> if the Broncos don't move up because they're at the very end of the second round. Um, but, like, the last couple of years, the season – the regular season hasn't been good for the Broncos, right? Very disappointing. Pointing. You walk away – after the season ends, a little bit defeated. Then mm-hmm. free agency comes, you get excited, and then there's this lull. And the only consolation prize of having a bad or underwhelming season, um, besides free agency, is the draft. You're getting you're getting a good player with the pick. So the Broncos picking at 10 the last couple years, uh, even when they picked at four with Bradley Chubb, Man, that, those were just really exciting draft picks, and I'm happy that you know. Hopefully, we'll just be picking at 32 from here on out. But uh, waiting for that pick to come in, knowing you don't have to wait a super long time, but 10 is kind of great because you do have to sit through nine picks, so you're antsy by the time it comes. Jerry Judy loved it. Pat Sertan, I never questioned that pick at all, at no. all. There's no uh, evidence. Kareem Jackson spoke very highly of Pat Sertan, saying he's been like the most ready rookie uh, he's been around. Um, uh, Kareem Jackson, also a professional roaster of Benjamin Albright. It was tough. It was a tough look. But, uh, yeah, that's hard to argue, I think. Yeah, um, it's just a great feeling. It's a great feeling. I I remember, too, like it is almost – disappointing i think when your team picks really really early and like the broncos pick second overall with von miller and then fifth overall i think with chubb and so you have like a ton of like adrenaline and anticipation and energy for the first five picks yeah and then there's kind of like a deflation I remember after Chubb, like I was so like amped up that like by pick 13, I think I fell asleep for like seven picks and just totally missed it. It might have been the first draft I was working for you too, but yeah, um, I feel comfortable telling you that now. It's all right. Um, I will not fall asleep this year for sure. No, we'll be live. Live, baby. All right, Will, with your fourth overall pick. Yeah, I am going to go with Mel who? Mel Kuyper? Mel Kuyper Jr. Boom. Yeah. He created the job, essentially. Yeah. And 
you know, who the hell is Mel Kuyper anyway? A very iconic moment. His hair is uh, up there with anybody. He will not be live at the draft for ESPN. Oh, yeah. Because he's uh, not vaxxed. He's not vaccinated. Um, we're gonna we're not gonna have a referendum on that or anything, but that's disappointing, and I think that will lead to uh, some kind of drop in ratings for ESPN because he is yeah, the good. draft for them uh, after Chris Berman moved off. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like having him around and having Berman there. I when just we can't were working- miss TV. Yeah, when we were working on some of the videos and I was watching some old draft clips, uh, Berman was the best. He was just so good. He's so good. Like, and I really like Rich Eisen. Like, I think he does a, a nice job, but the doesn't compare to Chris Berman. Um, he could talk about anything. I think he just the energy he brings to it the way he talked about football and maybe it's like if you just grew up on it it's kind of nostalgic feeling but like yeah i kind of like it was i'm over chris berman now um i still watch him i still watch nfl primetime on espn plus yeah and like i don't know why i just kind of got tired of it but then watching the old stuff i was like fuck no he was he was probably the best like (laughs) i don't think you can argue anyone was better than him at talking about sports the way he does. And when I first started doing the show, like, like all my dumb nicknames and shit, like that's just like being a bad version of Chris Berman, right? It's yeah, like, kind of, kind of. He is, uh, he is a trailblazer. So like he is, he kind of invented that ESPN genre of of anchor for a while, like him and Stuart Scott. Yeah kind of bringing that energy a little bit of levity to highlights and nicknames and and catchphrases and all that he's got his own he's got his own vernacular like my favorite chris berman kind of remark during the draft is when the patriots drafted teddy brewski back in like 2000 maybe 1999 or whatever it's like and i think we're all gonna need a brewski after this one (laughs) It's like the sixth round. Classic. Yeah. And that's why Will loves Mel Kuyper. <laughs> and that's why Mel Kuyper is my favorite. That's why Mel Kuyper is the best Chris Berman. He can – Todd McShay can go kick rocks for yeah. all I care. Fuck Todd McShay. McShay. Just kidding. He's all right. No, he's fine. Uh, What you got? Okay. My fourth pick – this one's this is a new a new thing. Uh and I'm glad you put this in here for an option, but I'm going with when a retired player announces a pick. Yep. Because uh this has turned into a thing where the retired players taunt and mock opposing fan bases. Yeah. Especially the successful ones. Uh was it Drew Pearson who kicked this off? Yeah, Drew Pearson in Philadelphia back in 2017. Yeah, 2017 Cowboys receiver Drew Pearson gets up there and just starts talking shit to Eagles fans. And it was amazing. It went viral. And now, like, you see a lot more players uh, do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know who our retired player representative is going to be. 
I guess you could talk some shit to the Raiders fans, but I don't even know if there's going to be like that focal of a Raiders crowd in even Vegas? in Las Vegas. Yeah. They'll probably put them all at the front to to create the illusion that there are a lot of fans there. But Maybe they, they should just uh, taunt g- degenerate gamblers in Vegas. Yeah, maybe they should just like uh, read the the gambling problem hotline, one eight hundred gambler, or just like pass out IVs to all the hungover people. <laughs> all right, well, one pick left. We're yeah. approaching forty minutes. I yeah, I'll make this one. Thirty. Uh, Let's finish this shit fairly quick. And this is uh, something that I'm feeling currently. And that is the end of mock drafts. Oh God, have I have I seen so many mock drafts this year? More than every year combined, it feels like uh, before this. Um, yeah, they're over. Ninety nine point nine percent of them are a waste of time, a waste of uh, you know paper, uh, memory whatever they're completely useless except for the one that we did that was actually pretty good for views but damn like they're like two that matter and they all happen right before draft yeah um during the live draft we will be comparing brendan donahue's draft to the actual draft and he is considered the most accurate mock drafter through the Mm -hmm. course of history um and also, in five minutes, Will Keys and I will be doing our 2023 NFL mock draft. Yeah. I've got uh, Bryce Young going off the board first. Boom. Okay. Um, my final pick. Ooh. I like when the players get up on stage and are super excited uh, around Roger Goodell. And they bump him or hug him or almost kiss him. But I'm going to have to go with uh, the crazy thing that happens to a player right before the draft. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I don't love this. Like, I don't like that it happens (laughs) to the player. Fucking Laramie Tunzel's gas mask incident is so ridiculous. He just turned it into an NFT, the video of that. He's going to sell it. I saw that. Um and it's there's the money's part of the money's going to go to like legal defense fund for uh cannabis should uh, go to like world war basically. one uh veterans yeah but like i think they're all dead that caused him to fall in the draft <laughs> what'd you say i said world war one veterans because of the gas mask <laughs> boom nice okay that was, that was good that was sorry i i, I was talking <laughs> over okay it. i talked um, over you Josh Allen, if you remember, like yeah. some old tweets of him saying, was it like, was he saying, did he tweet I believe the he N-word? tweeted the N-word, um, not like Josh Hader did, the Brewers pitcher, but like rap lyrics. Yeah, it was, and he was like 13 or 14 when he did it. Yeah, I think that was like that recently came out that that was um, kind of like a false flag from one of the teams. Ah, that wanted to see him drop. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So, teams getting some info, leaking it to try to get the guy up. to fall to them. Um, then they, you had the Lael Collins year, which was like not super funny at all. 
Um, but there's like a murder investigation that he oh. was involved in, and it led to him, I think, going undrafted. Yeah, and the Cowboys the first round or two, right? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. like again, I don't like that this happens, but it's to me a really interesting part of the draft. Uh, it's happened quite a few times. I hope it doesn't happen, but you never know. Yeah, we've yet to get, I think, like a Eugene Robinson moment where a player gets arrested like the night before the draft. I think if it were to happen, Las Vegas would be the perfect setting. Oh, man. Like what happens if... Um, what, if all, what if the top 10 picks are all partying and they all get arrested? I think if you all get arrested, then it's like none of you got arrested. Uh, that's probably true. But let's say like... Um, I don't know. Aiden Hutchinson Aiden gets Hutchinson. arrested. Exactly. Good call on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that would really shake up the draft a little bit. For something like murder, serious, not serious, like murder. Yeah, something kind of you know whimsical like murder. Yeah. That would be a huge story. Um, and then maybe who knows he falls to pick number 64 or the Broncos scoop him up and his name is instantly cleared boom <laughs> Broncos get Aiden Hutchinson at pick 64 heard it here first what if Kenny 75 gets touchdowns arrested. this season uh, Baker Mayfield got arrested like not too far removed from the draft he still went number one yeah alright that's our draft of the things we love in the draft. We'll see you guys tomorrow on That's Good Sports, probably Friday night here. And then we'll have a podcast yeah. this weekend recapping the Broncos draft. So stick around. Uh, and to round it out, I would say that guns don't kill people. Russell Wilson kills people. Nice. The NBA playoffs mean... Next level, B-Ball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers, that's right, all of them, can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for bigger payouts. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR, that is D-N-V-R, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That is promo code DNVR, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You got to be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.